0: Welcome to Femtech India Podcast, where we discuss Femtech and women's health. I am your host Navneet and today's episode, we are going to talk about data-driven technology in women's health. Women's health has historically been an underserved and underfunded area of healthcare. However, with the rise of data-driven technology and the growing Femtech industry, there are more tools and resources available than ever before to help women take control of their health and wellness. On today's episode, we have a pleasure of speaking with Helen Guion, the founder of Wild AI, an app that helps women track, train, fuel, and recover across all stages of their menstrual cycle, throughout all stages of life. Welcome, Helen. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited uh, to be here today. Great. You're an incredible Femtech founder, and I would like to know more about you and Wild AI and how you envision putting something like this together.
1: So my background, I'm a data scientist by training. I uh, studied mathematics and financial risk. I was a quant in a hedge fund and management consultant in AI. Uh, so very much data science background. And in parallel of that, I've always done a lot of sports. Uh, I was a semi-pro rugby player and competitive athlete, ultra runner, uh, it's a lot of sports and understanding my body in sports is very important, but I realized that I did not understand much and for good reason is that there was no research. And back then, uh, we'd never heard the sentence train with your menstrual cycle, yep. which today we've put on the map, but back then there was nothing. So I've I created a company Wild AI. so we do research on the female body, which we translate into our app, helping women eat, exercise and recover with the menstrual cycle if they have a cycle or with their symptoms if they don't have a cycle because they are in perimenopause, menopause menopause, or use any type of birth
0: control. Great, amazing. You have a dream team on board like Olympic coaches, legend, um, Dr. Stacey Sims. How do you draw inspiration and motivation from your team? And do you all collaborate together, achieve your mission? So I think we have such a strong stance and a
1: strong brand that it resonates with women um, that we work with. And so we'll be able to, yeah, get these incredible people to join the mission and really push forward. And there is so much to do. So it's really exciting in data. Um, you know, if you look at men's sports, there's only a small increment that you can improve. In female health, it's actually crazy. There's literally nothing much that we know about. So everything that we, start looking at, it's a whole new world that we are untapping. Uh, So that's why it's really exciting. If you are in the world of research or in the world of sports, uh, you can bring something to the women we work with that is so different and so new that is very exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely it is. So talking about Wild AI, you know, app helps women eat, exercise and sleep with their friends. You know the issue related to not sleeping well not eating well, what do you think as a society we should do to drive awareness about this?
1: Yeah, there was this, uh, this fashion saying, you know, like sleep when you're dead, uh, work hard today. And there's been such a um, little focus on the fact that sleeping is actually probably the primary um, source of health if you sleep well, you are able to recover. If you don't sleep well, uh, your stress levels increase, uh, your inflammations increase. And you can see it, you know, if when you think of young parents, they're really on the edge. And I really think that's the primary cause of that is because they don't sleep. And in general population, when we undersleep, we just don't allow our body to recover. So um, really understanding the power of sleep because it is that time of the day where the body is able to entirely recover, digest everything from the day and reset you for the morning. So there are many ways of understanding your sleep and understanding if you're sleeping well. I use a a wearable that I love, uh, Aura Ring, that I have here, um, which is a very good wearable to track your sleep. And uh, you can see in numbers how well you're sleeping. And so instead of just thinking in the morning, like, am I sleeping well or not? It's actually very quantified. So you know if you slept well or not and how well you slept. And then once you understand how you sleep, you can actually really work towards sleeping better. And we have that in Wild AI as well, which is we take the data from these wearables, from Aura, which you can get on our website. And we help you understand what does it mean for me as a woman uh, how do I sleep compared to versus my menstrual cycle? And then able to to really uh, put that as a primary focus uh, in our lives.
0: Great. Also, like women's body changes, you know, when they're using birth controls or when they're menstruating, right? When are they heading into menopause as well? So how do you think women should understand these changes? And what are some pointers to give each of these life stages?
1: Yeah, it's a very good uh, point. So we go as women through these big life stages. So from our first periods called menarche, which varies from woman to woman, it, it can be as young as nine years old or 14, 16 years old. This is the first time we have a period. At that time, there's already uh, the, the settling up of the menarche, the periods. It's uh, it's, it's inconsistent because it's, it's just this starting in place. And then soon after that, as young as 14 years old, some some women already start to take a birth control, not necessarily um, for because of of like to to protect against pregnancies, but because uh, to for their skin or uh, they take some 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 medication for for the skin and they compulsory have to take a, a, a contraceptive because of that. Yeah. So very young, some women start taking contraceptive, but we need to understand that it's so strongly contraceptive. Um, because if you look at a man and we, we think that, uh, testosterone has a strong impact, and then you look at a woman and you see that, uh, the variations of progesterone and estrogen is so strong. This is what enables the body to know, um, like what to do towards, uh, ovulation. Like I, I, the body needs to go towards ovulation, release the egg, and then shed the lining if there was no fertilization. So these hormones are extremely strong. But we take them with no real um, knowledge behind. I, I like it is. It is something that is amazing. It really enabled uh, sexual freedom for women. But there isn't enough knowledge that is shared with us of what would be the right contraceptive for us. So, uh, so but and so we need to understand it has a, a strong impact. And then uh, as we continue in our life, we have things that impact ten percent of women: endometriosis, polycystic ovary syndrome. Which today are very badly uh, understood and treated. And then maybe there's a pregnancy, a miscarriage, another pregnancy, postpartum. Yeah. And, uh, and then we enter this phase of perimenopause, which is this one to 10 years period where the female body is fluctuating from the first symptoms perimenopausal to the last period. Um, and symptoms vary as much as, uh, brain fog, um, uh, the the one that is the most known uh, hot flushes, but also cold flushes. Um, We stop uh, losing weight as efficiently as we used to. The fats go in different places. And then once we don't have a period for one year, the one year anniversary is called we're in menopause.
0: No, that's really great insights. I mean, also like uh, broadly speaking about women's health and wellness and technology, right? Where do you see the future convergence between technology and women's health? And what do you think there um, will be a future of technology in these areas?
1: I think it's it's such an interesting
0: moment now because um,
1: we are able to understand our bodies through our own data sets, which is very unprecedented in 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 female health. Um, There's a, a book that I love called "The Patient Will See You" because it used to be that the doctor was the only person who could direct you to take tests. You take the test and the doctor reads the test and tell you what medicine to take out of it. Whereas now we have the power of data. So we have data sets. We are able to understand where am I and have assumptions. And I may go to a doctor and say, I think I have endometriosis because I have the symptoms. And through this app, I actually think this is what I have and I would like to be looked for that specific reason, which many doctors actually don't really like because they're like, well, what? It's like Doctor Google who gave you this information, and <laughs> I am a professionally trained doctor. But it's for women, is incredibly important because medicine, traditional medicine, has not uh, cured women. And I'm talking for Western medicine. I know uh, Ayurvedic medicine is actually very different. It actually looks much more at preventative health, which I yeah. think is incredible. Uh, so much more like how am I? I'm healthy, and I want to stay healthy. Whereas Western medicine is, I'm sick, and I'm going to take. A medication to cure that, um, and and that is a real issue. And I think you know, to, go to your question, what does the technology play as a role for us? Is that individual? So precision medicine is very important for women because it's so different. We have these life stages, our conditions are different. And if you check my iron level before my periods or after my periods, they're going to be different. So I cannot just estimate how my iron is going by having only one test. So by having this uh, very uh, pre- precision approach to our health and to understanding our body when we do do some medical tests, but where am I in my cycle when I did that test, we are able to have much better understanding of our bodies and, and women really have access now at a much broader range of information and, and the work you're doing, for instance, is incredible because you're giving access to women uh, knowledge that they didn't have before.
0: No, absolutely. And I think awareness is something is also lacking that women are not even aware of that, how they can empower their health with technology, right? So it's it's very important to also have a right dialogue about women's health and more women can get aware about their health and body. And I, it's amazing what you're doing. I think it's incredible. Um, Always been very big fan of your work. <laughs> oh, thank you. So also like moving into your personal side of things, right? You are a data scientist and you're an athlete. Um, these are like two different areas. And uh, how are you putting uh, the, both the interests together? Has it been challenging or?
1: You know, it's very interesting. When I was uh, younger, I I heard this sentence, which you might have heard, like, find your passion and you will find, you will have success. But my passions were, you know, like jumping in the water, and climbing trees. And I was like, well, I'm not sure I'm going to make a job out of that. But very interestingly, I actually didn't look at my passion. I looked at my deep insecurity and my insecurity for me was that I didn't think it was cool to be a girl or a woman growing up because I was in sports. And also in my professional life, I was in, um, in environments that were very male oriented. And for me, that was my aspiration. I was, I thought that was my ambition was to be like these people that I aspired to be like, which were men. And I was actually discriminating my own gender and, uh, and I, yeah, I just didn't think it was, and you know, in sports you're like less strong, less fast, less interesting. So you're not portrayed in media as a woman. It's very insulting, but this is the reality as women. And people tell you to your face, like, uh, I was, uh, you know, training in sports, uh, rugby, wake up at 5 a.m., pitch dark in in winter in France. And uh, and then uh, people would laugh, you know, like because we we're playing rugby. They're like, oh, girls playing rugby. They like caress each other. They're very like <laughs> cute. I'm like, no, we're like actual athletes. Yeah. Um, but it's there, there's this disregard of what women are doing. And so through my deep insecurity, which was, I didn't think it was cool to be a, a woman. I thought, well, is that, is that, that's the, the, the finality or it's very sad or is there another story? And actually my body is this incredible body and I like to believe that it is. And so I, I did that company to, to be able to help myself first and foremost. And, uh, and that's what I'm doing. And now, you know, I've, I've just had a baby and it's incredible. The female body is like, we create humanity insane
0: yeah so yeah Uh, i understand where you're coming from Uh, i've participated in um you know was being part of the um crossfit games in 2016 so i i did it online it was it was yeah so i i know that how do we really compare and you know women are not really appreciated in that way but i feel women's bodies incredible of capable of doing so many things right and now technology is yeah. making much easier and better.
1: Absolutely. And also, like to your point, like what, like combining the two worlds of uh, data and sports, I think it's uh, it's also like our superpower at Wall AI is that we come from a deep data background and research with Dr. Stacey Sims, which means that compared to any of our competitors who might come more from a marketing angle, like selling uh, an app, we come from a like we are obsessed with uh, being precise and data and research, and so it means that we are able to bring something that is so valuable. So um, yeah, combining the both at the beginning, like there was no straight path, but now I think it's really a power.
0: Yeah. Like talking about this uh, data and research that, um, so how do your programs or anything defined as, have you done research on, you know, like uh, different women, different country wise, or is it only based in, you know, where are you? It's it's only in UK or within that area. How do you describe that?
1: It's a very good question. So um, our uh, head of product was uh, originally from India and she was using a wearable called whoop, which, uh, which tracks, uh, your metrics, uh, through, uh, the color. So the color of your blood sort of flows, but with a darker skin, it actually doesn't read the, the data very well. So today it's, it's, it's really realize that internally as a company and it is not, uh, addressed. And so us as a company, in terms of the research, we doing white paper uh, analysis, and very often it's on 30 white women in their twenties in the US, in the contraceptive. So it, in the, it, it deletes a lot of the life stages and the variations of the body. Um, but also, uh, the, the data that we have available is, uh, is 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 this kind of things. We are advancing research, so we are collaborating with universities. Right now we have universities uh, in Asia, in uh, New Zealand, um, and we really, really want to have a diversity, not only of life stages, so women in menopause, perimenopause, uh, postpartum uh, age, and ethnicities, because uh, there is a, a, a massive difference, and I'll give you some examples. Um, if you are looking at our guts, the way we digest things, if you've been on a vegetarian uh, diet in, let's say, northern India, or you've been in a heavy meat diet in America, mm-hmm. your guts is completely different. And if you had generations before, and that means a lot of things, it means... That the way you digest things, the way you are um, reacting to it. So, when you are following recommendations in our app, increase carbs or increase, increase proteins at the relation, it's very different from where you come and your body has been uh, used to, to digest things differently. Same thing for the, the muscles. If you look at someone coming from like the high plateaus in Africa who's very tall, They have a very long muscle. And if you look at um, someone from Belgium who would be much shorter, they would have a different reach. So we do not have enough diversity yet uh, in our data. And it's definitely something that for us is very important. And that's why, you know, talking to you and having more people represented, the product is in English. So India is is an amazing country for us because there are so many people who do speak English. Um, To be able to, to diversify Uh, Because all the data that we're getting um, enables the product to get better and more diversified as well.
0: No, great. Absolutely. Also, like, um, you know, your athletic heritage is impressive. That 100-kilometer ultra trials, half Ironman, ice swimming, surfing. And what is your personal motive to seek achievements in sports and, you know, athletes?
1: Yeah, I think it's... um, when I was training for my first 100-kilometer ultramarathon, my parents were terrified, actually. And they thought I was <laughs> running away from something, and it was they felt there was something negative in that. Um, but I took it from another angle, actually. I was with a friend. We were, we were running a lot at the time, and it was in a, in a race calendar. There was this race, and we said, oh, let's sign up for that. And we were very fit at the time. We had to prepare much more, but... And it was just like very fun because we were able to do it, and um, we food we were able to do it, and we, we ended up being. But it was, I think, it's just like playing with my body as much as I can. I find it really fun to uh, to just experience things. I also have, I, I choose what I want to do. Like for instance, I would probably never do body jumping, but yeah. uh, because I, I cycle, for instance, cycling is actually quite dangerous. Um, but I do I do these sports that make me feel really alive. And because yeah, my body is able to do these things. I'm like, wow, I'm impressed myself by what it's able to do.
0: Yeah. It feels really great. Right. It feels like a self achievement. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like full pumped now to start my workouts from tomorrow again. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, also like, would like to know, you know, what is the most important lesson you have learned on your startup journey? Um, I think
1: two lessons. I think the first one is resilience. Um, it's very hard and there, there are moments where, you know, I think we are building company for a billion women and we're going to get there and it's so clear in what we do and the reaction from the market. And then the same day or the day after, um or like 10 minutes after it's like everything is terrible like we have i don't know an investor pulling out or we have an amazing person in the team who resigns or we you know it's like and so from one minute to the other it can be like so exciting and exhilarating and the and this yeah a few, like just after just really so crushing so i think resilience is the one of the best skills to have uh, in this journey and it's also true in sports and uh, and failure is is a, is a good thing because again if you compare it to sports like you cannot play tennis if you're never going to fail uh, you have to fail because it's the game of tennis just that's how it works yeah. and, uh, and, and entrepreneurship is the same you need to fail otherwise you don't continue and, and learn so this is the first thing is, is resilience and the first, second thing is produce like I really believe in producing things slowly, but incrementally over time, it actually compounds. And I think that's incredible. So for anyone who is wondering like how to get started, it's basically just getting started and incrementally uh, producing. So resilience and production.
0: Great. Amazing. I think you're doing an
1: incredible work at Fentag India. I am so uh, excited that uh, you, you reach out to us. And I think that there is... it's it's an incredibly varied population that you have in India Uh, and there's so much interest uh, in the country on how to do things better and differently and it's also I think there's a there's a big empowerment um, capacity behind your work so it's I I, like I I really wish that what you do reaches more women and I hope that we can do more things together as well and uh, yeah thank you for the work you're doing.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me. It was lovely talking to you.